welcome to another episode of Ascend and Transcend. I'm very excited for our guest today, Erica Lassen, who is a joy expert. Can you believe it? Yes, they exist. And she is the real thing. She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife, mom of two amazing kids, and she's on a mission to transform the world through radical joy. Don't we all need that? She is a joy strategist, a creative consultant, and she guides women and entrepreneurs in transitional phases of life in developing creative solutions and outlining personal strategies to find joy, purpose, and healing in what's next. So, I mean, I don't think there's a better match for this show than Erica, and I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how excited I am. Yay. Um, We're laughing because Erica's, you know, got family all around her. So if a kid barges in, it's just more joy, right? So we're going to welcome it. Um, I was actually divinely connected with Erica a couple of months ago. We were on a panel for a women's group and we talked about the joys of vision boarding and how powerful they are in achieving manifestation goals. So I would love for Erica to tell all of our listeners just a little bit about yourself and exactly what a joy strategist is and maybe provide a little bit of tips that you use with some of your clients that they can take into action today to invite a little bit more fun and joy into their lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. Um, So thank you so much again for having me. Um, And a joy strategist is, okay. I'll edit (laughs) it out. Let's start over. Okay. Okay. So start your part again. Okay. Um, So thank you again so much for having me. I am like so excited for this conversation because you know, and I know that vision is really where it's at. (laughs) Like holy, like, and truly you aren't able to do anything if you don't have first and foremost clarity in your vision. Um, And as a joy strategist, I am someone that really helps people get clear on what their vision is for their life, what it is that they want um, moving forward and basically how to make that vision a reality. Um, And it first starts with joy. Um, And as a joy strategist, that's essentially what I help people do. I help people figure out what brings them joy, um, not based on the expectations and the desires or the um, traditional or societal norms that have been placed on them, but really what comes from them and um, their born purpose, really. We all come into this earth with purpose, um, but a lot of times people get lost uh, along the way. And so my job as a joy strategist is to help them get back on track. (laughs) That's so interesting. I was um, in a client session this morning, and this isn't the first time this has happened, but we'll talk about joy and fun. And sometimes it's really hard for people to even pinpoint or identify, number one, where they lost their joy or when it became all about obligation. And number two, what even brings them joy? Because a lot of people have hooked it up with some sort of doing rather than being joyful. It's, well, I'll work out. And I go, well, does that bring you joy? Well, it's okay, but it's going to help me fit in my gene. You know, there's always like something else. And I'm like, okay, well then it's not joy for joy. So can you tell us a little bit about when you start to think people disconnect from their joy and then how they can explore what in this life today would make them feel joy? Like how do they start to reconnect? Ooh, yes. I love this question. Um, So to answer the first question, I think a lot of times what 
causes people to disconnect from their joy is again, um, living for other people, <laughs> living to please other people, living to um, avoid judgment from other people, yeah. living to make themselves be or seem a certain type of way to other people. And at that point, the moment you start living for someone else and you forget to live for yourself, it's like an automatic straight line beeline to a joyless life. Because <laughs> you're not doing anything from really the heart. You know, you're not doing anything yeah. from the depths of your soul. Um, and the thing about it is you will never be able to please other people like to the fullness, you know, of yeah. what you would hope or expect to. You can really only live for yourself and you can only make sure that um, the person that is satisfied at the end of the day is you. So control what you can and that's your experience. But um, to answer the second question and how people can find their way back to joy and understanding what brings them joy. Um, I always like to say that you should do what feels good and do one feel good thing at a time. And I know that the idea of doing what feels good kind of seems like very like woo, 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 sa-ish. Like it's really hard to kind of yeah. even understand where or how that starts, but it really starts with being intuitively aligned and really just understanding your feelings and your emotions in any given moment. Um, like the moment you start to feel anything other than like bliss, <laughs> the moment you're feeling anything other than um, things that make you want to smile or things that make you smile or things that really bring ex excitement. I think that that's um, yeah. probably the best way to describe it because excitement shows that you're actually on path and in alignment with what brings you joy and your purpose and that you're actually in alignment with what you've been born to do. Um, and it shows itself in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you're, you have so much energy, you're so energetic. Um, but really it's because I'm excited by like everything that I do, um, yeah. a lot of things. And if I'm not excited about something, then I don't do it <laughs> because it's not- What a concept, Erica. Sorry? I said, what a concept. I, know, I mean, right? it's like little kids. Little kids don't do stuff they don't want to do. And if you try to force them, they will really resist. Oh. Yet people get up every morning and go to jobs they don't like. Some, they, you know, this term soul sucking is like, wow. I mean, I've heard women talk about their jobs that way. And I've been in a handful of them as well, where it's like, my job is soul sucking. And they're yeah. like, yeah, well, how soul sucking is it? And I'm like, it shouldn't be any level of soul sucking. If it's yeah. soul sucking at all, you got to get the fuck out. Yeah. And I think that people are so quick to put themselves in these situations that really are uncomfortable and ones that they don't care about because they want to pay bills. And so what if somebody comes to you and says, okay, Erica, I've finally figured out what brings me joy. And, you know, I just want to bake cakes all day, but I can't make money at that. So what should I do about that? Should I go to my soul sucking job and then just do what brings me joy on the weekends? Mm. So to that person who wants to bake cakes all day, I say, bake your heart away. Okay. <laughs> That's what um, I would tell them to. <laughs> yeah. Bake your heart away. And here's the thing. I think a lot of times, especially because in this day and age in the society that we live in, you can literally make money doing anything. Yeah. Um, and realistically like everything. But the question is one, should you be trying to make money off of the things? Um, and two, understanding that there is a way that you could make money doing what it is that you love, but sometimes it takes time to get there. And I yeah. think that often 
when people begin on this journey, but I like to call it a journey, J-O-Y-R-N-E-Y, (laughs) to um, doing the things that they love and they're expecting to have monetary gains like immediately, that actually sucks the joy out of the experience for them. So to that person that wants to bake cakes, you know, do it, don't reserve it simply for the weekends because if you enjoy doing it, you need to do more of it because yeah. you're engaging in that joy actually benefits you in so many ways beyond simple, like, oh, I enjoy making cakes. It in some way will help make your relationships better. In some way, it will help you wake up with a sense of purpose. Um, in some ways, it will it becomes a form of self-care. So um, for that person... And to anyone else who's listening and just trying to figure out, well, should I reserve my joy for like these specific times? No, you should engage (laughs) in your joy all the time, even if it's as little as 30 minutes a day. Um, And for the person that wants to take their joy a step further and they have a lot more clarity around um, the fact that they want to do this for a living because um, you can make a a hobby your career, you can. But if you're doing it for the wrong intentions, with the intention of like, money being the primary focus, it the joy won't be sustaining. You have to be doing it for the right reasons. Um, so once you have clarity around, oh, like I want to bake cakes for a living. I like to build yeah. a business. The next step is to then figure out, okay, how can I do this? And in a way where I get to focus on the aspect of it, which aspects of it bring me the most joy. And then how can I give the stuff that drains me and doesn't energy energize me and the things that I don't enjoy? How can I like shift those responsibilities to someone else so that I can really focus on what makes me feel good? And really like that's kind of the secret in building the business and having success to the point where you can make money off of it. Because people can sense when you're like not, doing things for the right reason. And one of the biggest sellers of of what it is that you're doing is the brand of you. (laughs) And the best way to emulate that brand, the best way to show that brand is to make sure that you're showing up joyfully um, with whatever part of the business you're doing. 100%. I mean, you nailed it. I think, you know, I think Oprah first really made the word intention this wonderfully like appealing word to the masses, but I don't think people always understand what intention means. And one of the best books I've ever read on intention is Wayne Dyer's, Dr. Wayne Dyer's Power of Intention. Anybody listening, it's a great audible as well. You can um, listen to it while you're walking or doing whatever, but I think that's it. I think that's the magic. Everybody says, well, how do I get what I want? You know, and I'm sure they ask you that, especially with a vision board, they ask clients come to me asking that all the time. How do I get what I want? And what he so beautifully and simply communicates in that book is that you have to focus on being first and then Mm -hmm. doing. Everybody is focused on doing first. If you be happy, then you will be able to do these things that make you happy. But if you're doing something, trying to generate a result of happiness, it's not going to work. You're not going to get what you want. So to your point, if it's, I take my love of baking and then try to, you know, turn it into um, a moneymaker for me, then I'm going to immediately disconnect from that alignment of being in the joy that I felt while I was doing it, because now I've, I've mucked it up with all of this doing when it was really being. 
Yes. Um, and to add to that, this like gets me so excited. I'm like sweating. I'm so excited <laughs> um, because, because it's really about like faith as well. Right. And yeah. trusting and surrendering through this process. The moment you focus on being and not necessarily doing, that's the moment that you almost like put out signals to God, the higher, your higher power, source energy, whatever you want to call them. I call them God. Yeah. Um, that you are actually like ready for this thing and that you're willing to do the work or not even do the work, but be the work um, to attract this thing towards you. And um, the beautiful part about this is that really the moment you start to understand this part of the process, you gain freedom because in being, you simply have to be willing to show up. You just exactly. got to show up. And then it's like a wonderful, like high of an adventure because all of these things will then begin to make it their way into your experience. And it's like, dag, I didn't even have to do anything. Like I was just here or, oh my goodness, I was just thinking about this. And all of a sudden somebody's in your inbox or, yeah. you know, and it's such a beautiful process because that's really how the joy is sustained mm. um, because mm -hmm. it, it's not work. It's right. not work. Once you start adding other expectations, any expectation really on it is when you're, you know, you're on the highway to like ruining it. And so back to this question of, I've been so distracted by, you know, all of these obligations for so many years. I don't even really know how to feel. I, cause they might think, I think some people might say, well, I feel good when I do this, but it's because they're do checking a box on their to-do list. Mm. And that really isn't the same feeling you're talking about here, which is like childlike joy. So if they really do feel connected and they're not even, they're so numb that they're kind of like not even feeling anymore, mm. what is like one or two things that they could do just to try to recenter and get back in touch with their actual feelings? Mm. Ooh, that's a great question. You better go ahead with the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I would say is to take a moment of stillness, um, like to just like not do anything, be anything or yeah. like just sit your ass down. Yes. You know, I like, guess it's kind of how I feel sometimes, like sit down and get comfortable with like the discomfort of not knowing what to do next. And then like, see what kind of pops up in your mind and your heart and your spirit, the things like some of the first things that you want to do that aren't like task oriented. Um, like the things that when you think about them, make you want to smile. Um, those are the things that you uh, could probably start with and just creating a list of them. And then at some point, once you've had your moment of stillness um, and being by yourself, then starting to go through those things, one thing at a time. Um, That's I also advice. have this wonderful resource that I've created on my site called the Joy Quest. And it's a program that takes you through the journey to purpose. It's actually step one of my three-step program, Journey to Purpose, and it's the rediscover stage. Um, and the thing that helps you go through that rediscovery phase and just mm -hmm. figuring out, okay, like things are different. I barely recognize myself. I don't feel good about like the way things are headed and I kind of just want to recalibrate and the program takes you through this process and it can be done within 45 minutes to an hour and it's self-paced so you can do it That's on great. your own. Um, yeah. And, and that way, cause I know sometimes some people are really like uncomfortable with like doing things in front of other people or with other people. This is yeah. really an ex exercise of being by yourself yeah. <laughs> and working through things on your own. Um, I think you, 
That's amazing. I mean, definitely check that out, everybody. I mean, under 45 minutes. Come on, ladies. Everybody's busy, but you can take 45 minutes to find your joy. Okay. Um, the, I couldn't agree more with the stillness piece. Um, that's the first direction I point people as well, is you have to, whether you call it meditation or stillness or journaling, there's so many amazing ways that you can get your mind to open up. And one of them is just sitting in front of a notebook and you set your phone for three to five minutes. Um, and you just write as fast as you can. And you try to do that without thinking. And typically this is like the higher you coming through before your rational brain can catch up and then squash everything and say, that's dumb, or we can't do that. So that could be one. And then right. Sitting in stillness. There's so many amazing like hemi-sync meditation apps and things like that, where you can really get quiet, but you're not going to discover it if you've got earbuds in, or if you're trying to multitask while discovering your joy, you have to be quiet. I feel like that is a deal breaker. If you can't, then there's a bigger, something's wrong. But another one I feel like that immediately puts people into joy is an act of service. So on days that I'm having really bad days or I just feel negative and I'm not vibing high, um, my sister actually shared this with me. Um, She, and now I've started, goes and buys coffee for friends and she does Starbucks deliveries just at the doorstep. And I've started doing that with some of my friends that don't live too far away, but even if they did, who gives a fuck? Drive out there, text them that there's a coffee at their door. You made their day, it's gonna make your day. Pay somebody's toll behind you, do something. That is the quickest way to get into a high vibration is to be operating from this place of gratitude so that you can share it with others. So the person who likes to bake cakes is me. And uh, I said, what if I just baked cakes all day? And my husband's looking at me and he's same thing. He's like, well, you could do whatever you want. But I just found that there is this wonderful, um, I can volunteer and bake cakes, birthday cakes for children who are in foster care and domestic abuse shelters through this. It's called um, For Goodness Bakes and they've got chapters everywhere. So if you're a baker and you don't want to eat all that stuff, you know, but now I found an outlet, but so I don't have to monetize it. I don't have to quit coaching and become a baker, open up a bake shop, but I can do that. And I can do it with my children and it's a way of giving back. But I feel like if you're lost with your joy, just do something for somebody else. And it will immediately put you in that wonderful place of like high vibes. Yes. I love that. And it is so true. Yes. Once you're grateful, everything you, you immediately ascend, you go to the high vibrational place where all the stuff is that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So when everybody's like, well, I just want more money in the bank. All right. Well, the money that you want to manifest is in that nice high vibrational place. It's not down here in fear and doubt. You will not be able to get in alignment with that money. It will never find you. So to your point, I mean, we don't want to make joy a means to an end, but it really is right. It is. It really, really is. But more than anything, I like to think of it this way, that joy is our job. Like mm. before, before, you know, money started to like muck things up and before, you know, we like had to trade and stuff, you know, we think wait, 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 back into the beginning of humankind, <laughs> you know, we were placed in a garden. Um, yeah. And everything came naturally to us. Everything came easily to us. And I really think the moment you're able to find yourself and find your way and find yourself back in that type of space or that mindset where it's like, really, like, I don't need any of this stuff. Like, 
all of this stuff is nice additional, like extra, Mm -hmm. you know, their things. But what I need is to feel good. I need good health. I need um, to just like have a sense of purpose. But none of those things have any monetary type energy or anything tied to it. You know, it's really just a matter of you being present. And the moment you get real clear about that and understand, all right, well, if I don't have anything and I just have the bare minimum of myself, like how can I show up in a way where me being my best self um, is enough? You know, and then like, how can I share that goodness with everyone else so that in some way, and I mean, it's not really up to me how it lands on them, but in some way, as they come across me and they come across my experience and they come across my joy, that goodness is able to rub off on them some way so that it then causes them to be good to someone else. You know, it all comes down to kindness and feeling good. <laughs> well, that's what we talked about when we were on that panel too. It was, it was so funny because there were all these women who are, this is a virtual panel, but it's just like, it turned into like the Erica and Elizabeth show. I mean, we're just going back and back. back. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. we, we so get this. I don't even think we were open to questions at that point. We were just like, whatever, we're going to have a conversation, but it's this thing of like, if people are walking around and they're reconnected with their joy and they're doing things that bring them joy all day, we're going to have a lot less assholes walking around, honking at people, you know, beating each other. Like there will be less violence. There will be, this is the key to all of it. And I think people love to oversimplify it and say, well, we need all of this other stuff. We don't need any of this other stuff to happen. We just need to have some compassion and joy and empathy. And that all starts from within. And to your point, all of the externals are actually what's probably taking away from it because you can say, I'll be happy when I get the big house or whatever. I can tell you, we have a beautiful house right now. I am no more happy than I was when I lived in Chicago in a one bedroom on my own. 0% happier because of this home, Mm -hmm. right? I'm happier because of the friends I have. I'm happier because of the freedom in my children and my spouse, Mm -hmm. but the shit does not make you happier. And I don't know how many rich people need to say that for it to sink in. Oh, that is a thing. I don't think that, I mean, the thing is we're always like looking at the next best thing. You know, people are always looking at the things around them. And I, society doesn't help. Social media doesn't help because it's like a a trigger, you know, like, oh, if you don't have this marketing, you know, that's (laughs) all it is. It's banking, brand spanking new thing. Then what are you doing with your life? And really it's like the moment you're able to get rid of the notion of needing any of that stuff. That's the moment you're able to find true freedom. But um, also to the point that you made about compassion, it's also the moment that you're then able to show up for others and others will show up for you. And so it then becomes this like, like an empathy circle, but then it also becomes like this elevation of community, you know, where you don't even necessarily have to have all this stuff that you think you need or want, because if someone else has it, they're willing to share with you the same way that you'd be willing to share it with them. And it sounds like this like euphoria, utopia-esque type situation that's so unattainable, but it's like, if everybody was able to be on that mind wave, imagine what we'd be able to create. You know, there'd be less violence, there'd be less like theft, there'd be like a lot less of the stuff that doesn't help us at all. And a lot um, more of a propel and like 
push forward towards the life and the community that we all not only want, but the one that we deserve, you know, the community we deserve. Everyone deserves to live in a safe space. Everyone deserves to feel loved. Everyone deserves to um, live a life that brings them joy. It's, it's like basic human rights, you know? Totally. But I think everybody, uh, I think society as a whole, you know, has just really dissected it so much to make it a million little things would all have to work together for this utopia to exist. So we might as well just not even try um, because they want to sell us the shit, right? It's like <laughs> even the beauty industry and all this stuff. I did a great episode uh, with Lauren Gerstein. We talked about this and there's so much going on right now. And I think it's this, this chasing to get money because we think it's going to make us happy. It might make you more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if money is the thing making you happy, then you're not really happy. Like I got news for you. It feels good to be able to get to work and know that your car isn't going to break down. Yes. That's, but that's comfort. And to your point, and Eckhart Tolle always says as well, like you have three options. You can accept the situation, you can change it, um, or you can appreciate it. And so even if you're in a situation where maybe you can't find joy at all times, right? Maybe somebody knocks you out of alignment. Maybe you're, you come into an energy that is really toxic or your kids are throwing a tantrum or whatever it may be. You can still kind of go through that. Okay. I can accept this and be at peace with it. I can change it or I can be grateful for it. And the thing is almost all the times we just need to be grateful for it. Because even the hard stuff, right? Like it's the gift. Those are the biggest gifts usually. I love it. It is the gift because one, the moment you're able to get through it, you know that you can get through it. And then it, it serves as a testimony of the test that you've gone through. But um, the moment I think you're able to train your mind into like, all right, I need to ground myself in gratitude, ground myself in gratitude. And I remember at one point, maybe like five or six years ago, I was going through this program and there were like a couple of like sayings that were always given. Like, it's not about you or yeah, you just need to anchor yourself in gratitude. Gratitude is the attitude. And I remember thinking, and I mean, I'm the same person, right? But like, okay, like what's so awesome about gratitude? But like at some point in my life, it finally clicked. And the moment it did, it was a game changer. And I I became one of those gratitude is the attitude people. (laughs) But like, you just got to understand like how to get there and um, the benefits of arriving there and then how to be able to like duplicate that over and over again anytime you're in a funk. Because that really is like the instant change that is needed and um, most profound whenever you're not in alignment with your joy. Right. And it's so interesting. The other day um, I was trying to meditate and I can usually get there really quickly. Um, And I was just having a really hard time. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to think of like a happy place. And usually my happy place is like, you know, when my firstborn was like two weeks old and she's snuggled up tight and I'm bouncing her, you know, in her, um, her little swaddle. And then I thought, no, I'm going to just visualize I'm in Capri. For some reason, uh, a few of my friends and then people all over Instagram, like everybody's in freaking Capri this summer, right? And so I'm like, oh, that would be fun to be, you know, in Italy. And then I I immediately, Erica, was like, you know what? No, I don't even want that. Like, I want to be in this bed and with these soft sheets, with my children down the hall, safe and healthy, and my husband in the home, we're all together. Like, there wasn't anywhere else. It was right here, right now in this moment. 
And that felt like a breakthrough, not wishing I was somewhere else, not wishing something was different, not wishing we had more. It was really just overwhelming gratitude for everything that God, the universe, my hard work has given us in Mm. this moment. That's all we have, right? Isn't that the best? Like, I, th- I feel like I had that same moment a couple of weeks ago and it brought me to tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like it literally brought me to tears. Like at one point, I don't know what it was, but and like I'm a joy strategist, but let's not get it twisted. Like <laughs> I have my moments, too, because I'm human. Right. And I just remember feeling like, gosh, it's so loud all the time, because for those of you who don't know, I'm a full time stay at home mom as well. And so like my kids are getting older. They don't give me naps all the time. You know, yeah. one of them still does. The other one doesn't. But they play together. And when they play together, they're very animated and excited. So it's just always very loud. And at one point, I don't know what it was, but it got very quiet. And I just remember sitting there and I was doing my devotions and I looked out the window and I was like, oh, my goodness, everything that I want is right here. Like, I want to be in the woods. I want to live in the woods. Like, I'm looking outside. There are trees, you know, (laughs) like, I want to hear the birds. I can hear the birds. Like, this is it, you know, like, this is it. And I... It just like shifted my mental for the rest of the day. And I like started crying and like praying and praising. And I just felt so good the rest of the day. And I was like, at at one point I even had to, um, I had to ask for forgiveness. I was like, you know, Lord, like forgive me for not recognizing the the joy that is to be felt in this moment. You know, like forgive me for thinking that I need anything other than what I already have and whatever, other than what you've already given me because you've given me everything that I need. Um, And it's just a beautiful moment once you come to understand that and you're able to then put yourself in that mindset. And it really does affect things moving forward to helping you stay on track. Absolutely. And I think that that's huge, right? And and when you are having an issue, and I think it's always great to ask yourself too, like, is this a problem that other people would pray for? And most of the time it is, you know? (laughs) So even if your house floods or whatever, well, I have a house and we have insurance and we have, you know what I mean? Like there's always something. So that's another great way to just snap you out of it. And a girlfriend told me that once. And this girlfriend is like uber rich, but, uh, (laughs) so when she posts on problems, but she's very self-aware. It's like, yep, I know that this is problems that other people pray for. And so I think that at the end of the day, I love, you know, you're such a light worker joy and you're such, you're a blessing in my life. And she's somebody who's just always there for you, like immediately, um, when you need them. And I love to see that come around, come back around for you. You're going to do amazing things you already have, but I like watching your rise and you spreading your message. So everybody, um, feel free to check out Erica. Erica, why don't you tell them where they can find some of your amazing content? Ooh, I thank you. Um, you can follow me or find my work at ericalasan.com. That is my site, E-R-I-C-A-L-A-S-A-N. Um, and you can follow me on social media at Erica Lasan everywhere. Pretty much. She's got <laughs> such great videos, you guys. Um, you're so generous with the, with your content and she's so consistent with it that even if you just, you take her course and you start following her, I think that it's a wonderful addition to what you're feeding your brain and it will get you that much closer to joy. So thank you so much, Erica. We'll have to do this again soon. And the number one thing people have to do today, get quiet, find something that brings you pure joy.